Hi, everyone. This week, we are here with Latasha James. She is a marketing strategist and mentor and currently making about four times her previous corporate salary, which is pretty amazing. But first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, but yeah, I think you hear that number is like four times what you made before. Immediate questions come to mind. So just take us back where did this all start? Um, even if it's before like it actually started, what's the whole mm -hmm. story of this? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it definitely did start before it, it, it all started. If you will, I started kind of my, um, digital journey as a blogger just for fun, uh, started out, you know, Zanga and live journal days. I mean, this is like old school internet and just did it for fun. Just kind of, dabbled in blogging for fun. And that's sort of where my, my love for social media and digital really started. Uh, so I had always had this blog when I was in college, I ran across a freelancing gig on Upwork. It was Elance back then. Um, but it's called Upwork now ran across a blogging opportunity, super low paying, like $20 a blog post. And you know, my, my, fun side side kind of fun thing my blog that I'd had for years really helped to get me that first gig and so I did that sort of side hustle dabbled in upwork throughout college and once I graduated college I was kind of at this crossroads because I actually had went on to start doing social media freelancing and was actually making a you know a decent amount for a college student at that time freelancing and so I kind of had to make the decision if I wanted to get a corporate job or if I wanted to go freelance because I did start to see it as a real possibility, as a real, you know, something that I could actually build and scale. I decided to get a job in corporate and moved out to Detroit, got a job at a Fortune 500 company, worked in their marketing department for about a year and then went on to a different Fortune 500 for a couple of years in their social media department. All the while I was side hustling though. So I, I really loved doing that freelance writing, freelance social media. And so I would have anywhere from one client to you know three or four clients on the side when I was working those corporate jobs. So it was always kind of something that was on the back burner and that really helped me save a lot of money to be able to go full time and have that emergency fund and just get a ton of experience that I wouldn't have gotten even from working in my corporate jobs. So yeah, worked in corporate for a few years and then went full time and um, yeah, took the leap. And there, there's a lot of other kind of content things that I've done in between there. I started a YouTube channel podcast, but we'll probably talk, talk more about strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, like at the very beginning, um, mm -hmm. you mentioned the blog that you had had what was that blog about and why did you start that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so embarrassing now, but it was literally just like a lifestyle blog. I mean, it was, I, I really love music. And so I would do like music reviews. My, I went to school for film. So I do film reviews and stuff like that. Like it was nothing business related. There was really no strategy behind it. It was just kind of a, something that I was passionate about and a way for me to express myself, honestly. Yeah, that was my next question. Something that's been popping up recently is just like why people do things, um, <laughs> especially with like starting your own blog, right? Because um, there's yeah. always fears and like reasons not to do it. Um, 
what would you say was your why of why mm-hmm. you wanted to start that blog in the first place? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have actually, sometimes people are surprised to hear this because I have such like a public internet presence, if you will, but I'm actually really, really shy. Um, and always have been like never, I never found it very easy to make friends or to even like communicate with people very well. Um, so writing and, and, you know, that's always been my easiest way to communicate and like express myself. So like I said, it was really just something that helped me build community. I mean, I have friends from like those early blogging days. Uh, It was really cool seeing those communities being built on those early social media platforms and on MySpace, of course. And yeah, that's what really made me fall in love with the internet and realize, you know, as I grew up and started thinking more strategically and in a business sense, it made me realize how powerful building communities and telling these stories are for brands or for building your own business as well. So I would say that was really my, my first why. That's very interesting and definitely surprising because in doing the, you know, the pre-show research is like, it would appear to be anything but that, right? Like, yeah, you have a lot of stuff on YouTube and, you know, it's like very publicly facing. I'm curious about that like relationship with the quiet side of you. Mm-hmm. How has that benefited you and has it changed at all since since starting that first blog? Yeah, absolutely. So I I mean I talk about this often on on my YouTube and and podcast and stuff being kind of an introverted entrepreneur, I think we always talk about introversion as being this really like negative thing. And that was something that I really didn't like about corporate actually is, I mean, I always felt like people were talking over me and like I had a hard time being taken seriously if I wasn't the loudest voice in the room. And I, you know, in entrepreneurship, I found it to actually be a huge strength because a whole big part of selling to people is about listening and understanding their problems and, uh, you know, meeting them at their pain points and really trying to help them. And not to say that extroverts can't do that, of course, but I think it's something that's just, it comes innately to introverts or people who are a little bit more quiet. And so I found that to be a huge, a huge strength. I also, um, I, I mean, I guess the YouTube channel, part of the reason that I started that was, was this as well. You know, I was going to school for film and at the time I was doing a lot of newsroom stuff. So I was on camera a lot and, um, I kind of started the YouTube to like get a little bit more comfortable on camera and just practice, you know, stuff I was learning in school too. So I think that sort of ties in as well. And, it's funny because I actually think a lot of more introverted people or more quiet people tend to thrive actually on YouTube or a blog or something like that because we don't feel like we have to compete for that speaking room, you know, in a boardroom and there's like a bunch of people kind of all, um, you know, going at it, if you will. Whereas on YouTube, it's just me. It's just me and a camera. There's no one else in a room when I'm talking. And so I kind of have the floor, if you will. Uh, so I find it a, a little bit more of an easier um, uh, easier platform for me to communicate on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think something that, that jumped out that you had mentioned there is like having to be the loudest one in the room. Or um, yeah, I'm curious also like what those experiences were like in the corporate world that made you or maybe was it part of why you wanted to go off and do your own thing 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there is kind of two schools of, of freelancers. There's the ones where like, oh my gosh, I hated corporate. I never want to go back. That was the worst experience ever. And then there's people who are like, hey, it helped make me, you know, make it helped to make me who I am. And I'm really grateful for those experiences. And I think I'm definitely a little bit more of the latter. I mean, there were definitely things that I did not like about corporate. I didn't like the fact that I felt like you know, like I said, that my strengths weren't necessarily, I wasn't really using my strengths um, in the best ways, I don't think. Um, I think that there was a lot of missed opportunities in my roles uh, because I was busy doing whatever the job description said and not really using my talents or skills. I think a lot of people experienced that. Um, I think there were definitely like some, some, um, uh, culture fit issues, if you will, you know, just not, not being working in a very diverse environment, not feeling like that was very celebrated. That was hard. Um, but I definitely feel like my business communication, uh, you know, w- one thing that I definitely think corporate America taught me is how to write a very short to the point email. It's funny when I work with other freelancers and, uh, you can always tell the ones who have like worked a day job and the ones who haven't because like the emails are a mile long. So like clear communication is good. Um, being able to speak to uh, SMEs and, and executives, like I'm so comfortable speaking to anybody, no matter what their job title is now, that doesn't really scare me. So yeah, definitely lots that I've learned, but also to, to the other point, I think there's been a lot that I've learned that I don't want and that I don't want to in turn biz, build my business to be. Yeah. Now, now you have the freedom to make it what you want it to be. Totally. Totally. Um, on the, on that transitionary time. So when you're in corporate and you're doing freelancing on the side and then eventually you made the switch, what was that? What happened there? How did that build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'd always taken clients, uh, while I was, while I was in corporate pretty much from the very beginning I had, and it kind of started to reach a point where, um, everything was just sort of happening. I mean, my YouTube channel was taking off somewhat. I had built my first, first course at that point. And that was, I mean, it wasn't making me a lot of money by any means, but it was making a sustainable, um, uh, you know, revenue stream and I was seeing it grow and, and that was interesting. And my client work, I was just starting to get a lot of, uh, requests for, and I was actually having to turn a lot of people away, um, just because I just didn't have the bandwidth. And so I was trying a bunch of different things. I was, you know, uh, outsourcing some work and working with other freelancers to kind of make room for those folks. But it just sort of reached a tipping point for me, I think, where I had to make a decision about what I wanted to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I also was going through some personal things at the time, too, that, again, kind of made me realize, like, a corporate job, there, there's definitely some pros and cons to it. You know, I, I had to, like, uh, you know, just a little things like having to take, um, take days off to go to the doctor or to take care of my mental health or things like that were just not really what I wanted out of life. And I saw the alternative that there could be with freelancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my next question. I was like, cause we talked about the, what you wanted to move away from. Yeah. What did you want to move towards? Or maybe now that you've had a chance to experience it for a while, what are yep. the things that really like light you up when it comes to 
this is what I get to do. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, it's the little things, right? Like we can talk about all of the big extravagant things that we get to do as freelancers, but I think it really does come down to the day-to-day, the little things. So being able to, um, you know, go to the doctor, go vote, go do like the little, little errands and things that, I mean, our, our whole day long excursions when you work at a day job, um, being able to work with clients that I'm really passionate about and excited about. And, you know, I think, I think going back to just really being able to celebrate my strengths and use my strengths in the best ways to better my business, as opposed to just kind of doing busy work or, or checking off boxes. Um, I really get to, to use my strengths in the best way. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of what, what's on your mind now, like what, what are you working towards? What are your goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'd been freelancing. Uh, that's what I started, you know, when it went full time, I wanted to take on social media clients, digital, mar- digital marketing clients. I did have my course as well and the YouTube. So those were kind of my major revenue streams. And after doing this for a few years, the demand for education, more courses, uh, more one-on-one work, more group coaching work that has far outpaced uh, anything else. And I've realized that that is probably my biggest strength, to be honest. And, you know, at this point, the education side of the business is accounting for about 40% of my business revenue. The rest is client work, um, a little bit of YouTube revenue, some sponsorships, things like that. So it's about half and half between education and client work. And uh, yeah, I'm realizing that that's definitely an area that I'd like to grow. I think in this era that we're in right now as well, everybody is looking to educate themselves online and it's just a really good opportunity to um, to be in that space. So that's what I'm really focusing on this year. Hmm. I'm curious what, to get your perspective, what do you think is the future of that world? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think it looks like 10 years from now if you're still running this company as a brand? What do you think those educational offerings will be and how will they be consumed? I mean, honestly, I think that we're already seeing people, um, you know, forgo some of the more traditional education educational paths to to pursue things online. I, I'm glad that I went to college. I'm not ever going to say, don't go to college, just take a course instead. But I think it's a great opportunity for people who maybe college, you know, a traditional education isn't a good fit or don't want to get thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Uh, so I, I definitely think that that's just going to grow. And I think that, you know, we'll see a lot more with accreditation and, um, you know, certificates and things like that so that they can actually, you know, have some, some additional credibility to them. Not that they don't now, but you know, uh, it's not the same as getting a degree, right? You can't necessarily hand that to an employer. And, and I think that employers are going to need to react to that as well and start maybe, um, tweaking the requirements that they do have for having a four-year degree. Um, maybe it's more of skills tests or things like that, that actually get you in the door to some of these jobs. Mm. And on, on that, on the, cause you mentioned mental health. Um, I'm curious what your perspective is 
because if you're learning everything online, it's very disconnected. Like you're not mm-hmm. interacting with people. You're not connecting. What do you think that would look like? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a piece. And, you know, if you are working for yourself or if you're learning on your own, you have got to find a way to have a community still. And like I said, I mean, that's why I pretty much joined the internet, if you will. Uh, it was a community and you definitely can have it. Now, of course, there's still huge value to face-to-face and I'm really looking forward to being able to see my clients in their offices again someday or even just the little things like going to a coffee shop. I mean, interacting with a barista, like it's such a small moment of your day, but it, it can honestly like make or break your day. Um, so definitely you got to have that when it's safe too and all that. But yeah, I mean, joining groups, I'm a part of a mastermind group and then I, I do my own group group environment too. So that's at least like two days out of the week that I'm, you know, virtually hanging out with people. And I think that is really important, not just for the kind of um, loneliness aspect or the mental health aspect, but also just for learning from new other people and getting other people's insight and perspectives and feedback on your work. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, were you a, a part of a mastermind or a group like from the beginning or when did that come into the picture? I wasn't. And that's something that I do. I do kind of wish, you know, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have invested in something like that a little earlier, just because it, it can really fast track you. Um, I made a lot of mistakes or a lot of, uh, you know, I was just confused and lost about a lot of things that I could have easily just asked somebody <laughs> for. Um, and I would have had that answer without going through all those mistakes. So yeah, I, I actually didn't join a mastermind until I was full-time in my business. And I think a lot of it was because of what you just asked. I was like, okay, now I'm home 24 seven, basically. Um, not really talking to anyone. And I did really miss that aspect of having colleagues. So that's really why I joined. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're coming up on the end here, but for anybody that's curious of what everything looks like for you now, where can they check out your offerings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me latashajames.com is probably the best place to find everything. And, uh, you can just search YouTube for Latasha James if you want to check out uh, my content. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me.